When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to TDL on SilverAndBlackPride.com. Everybody, we are back. It is Taped On Lie. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders breakdowns. Uh, you guys already know what to do. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Right. And then uh, hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you dislike it. And also, if you like it, leave a comment. If you dislike it, leave a comment. Uh, go ahead and also check out the, the car facts that just dropped. Drop that one. Went over all the red zone and everything there. Then make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Once again, we got uh, Matt Holder joining me, M Holder 95, and at the Mark John NFL. Right. So, guys, we're going to be breaking down the Chiefs this week. Right, uh, BD's still on uh, paternity leave. He's on TDL, uh, paid paternity leave. I, well, I don't know if it's paid. I guess it is. Sponsored by Manscaped. It's sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> paternity leave sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's me and Matt once again. Uh, we're going to be going over the Chiefs uh, today. I'm going to be going over the offense, looking at what's going on with Patrick Mahomes, which is, I mean, uh, it, it, there's a lot going on there with this Chiefs offense. Um so it's going to be interesting when we break that down. And then uh, Matt's going to be going over the Chiefs defense, looking at, you know, some of the changes with Melvin Ingram and how they're using uh, Chris Jones and all those guys and how they're coming back in and winning a couple of games, playing some good defense, te- technically. I mean, I know. Well, yeah, I'll say playing. this. It's like we were talking about before we were recording. Yeah. They're getting better, but it is kind of like. All right, they 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 did well against Daniel Jones and Jordan Love. We'll see. So this week will be the the, the real litmus test to yeah. see how much how better they've really gotten. Yeah, and um, it, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they how they play the Raiders, because um, you know how teams are playing the Chiefs. I think the Raiders are are going to uh, duplicate that, and I, you know I'm going to show some of that um, what they did with when he's with the Chargers. You know, he he kind of. You know, the, the Raiders and Paul Gunther get a lot of the blueprint of like putting out there for what how to stop Patrick Mahomes. But I think Gus Bradley was doing a lot of those things earlier to stop him. And, uh, you know, people started to catch on to what a little bit of what Gus Bradley was doing, um, you know. But you know, I, I think teams are doing a lot of crazy stuff to them. So it's going to be super interesting to see what the Raiders do. And when they played the Steelers and they played any other like any of the legendary quarterbacks, they haven't really played any other like big time saying like people think that's going to be like a hall of fame type of guy besides the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. I'm thinking. Let's see. I mean the Raiders. Yeah. Lamar. Yeah. But if you consider that, but I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I'm talking about like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say yeah, like, like bona fide. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I guess the Steelers, they played a lot of too high. I know, I know, uh, BD always talked about that, how much too high they played against the Steelers and how much quarters they played. And they played a whole a lot of different coverages against a quarterback of, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's, you know, status. And a lot of the other quarterbacks, I mean, he kind of just plays like, you know, blatant cover three, like against Jalen Hurts or something like that. So you see like, the, you know, there's the, 
the outlier or whatever um, that PFF made where, you know, they have 61% in cover three and they're like some, uh, what did PFF say? They said that um, they're the most, like second most unique defense because they play so much cover three. But I think these next three weeks, we're going to see because Bradley get into his bag a little bit. So I feel like he's been mixing it up a lot more too, right? I yeah. That's what, what I've seen you guys on your other channel, like going from week one, like cover three, all but what, like two snaps or something like that to, <laughs> to actually like running a lot more man and stuff and bringing a little bit more pressure. So, yeah, I mean, his best, his best adjustment to me, sorry, uh, his best adjustment to me was against the Chargers when they, just, they basically just play straight man the whole second half, which, right. and, the, and then like they kind of, the Chargers struggled to move the ball a little bit more than they did the previous. So gotcha. it was, that, that was cool. But yeah. Well, awesome. All right, man. Uh, how about, We'll just go ahead and get into it, man. I'll go ahead and get into this uh, Chiefs offense here. So, we're going to start off with the running game. All right. Now, the Chiefs running game is actually good, which is I think is super interesting about how they play football because I really feel like this is the best part of their offense right now. And, I mean, they have – some big boys inside that can move people. You see Trey Smith and, you know, just <laughs> Creed Humphreys all over the ground, but there's the Giants linemen are on the ground too. So, I mean, they're them big boys and they run a lot of power too. So we're going to see a lot of pulling guards and they pull Trey Smith a lot and he will pancake you. That's a big boy. And I feel like right now he's a steal uh, come going in the fourth round. I see him just move 51, open up that hole for Gore. Right. And, you know, and then they get Tooney, Tooney, uh, sorry, Joe Tooney, if I'm saying that right, might know if I'm saying that right now, <laughs> 62 is that, you know, they get him pulling two coming around. Right. And, you know, and Damian Williams, he's a, he's a little bit tougher to take down, but I will say their weak spot is running back. I mean, they don't have the running backs to kind of take advantage of this big offensive line, which kind of hurts them a little bit too. Cause you're seeing though, there's holes everywhere. As soon as Trey Smith comes around, there's a big old hole coming. Right. And it, they just move these guards over and over again. But like I said, I mean, some of these running backs are not that special. As you see right here, like this big old hole is wide open. Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so there's, you know, Trey Smith is moving people. And if they had CEH back there, I think it would be a little different for how this team would be playing offense because I think they're, the way they're running the football. They're legit. And in the, the, the offensive line, I feel, is like a strength of this team, which is I think is interesting with how bad they're playing on pass offense. Um, you know, pass pro, they're pretty legit there, too. I mean, I think Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey is, is playing is, you know, is playing his ass off. You know, what I mean, you see, watch him against Litter Williams. You see Trey Smith. You see Thune just holding it, holding it down. They're missing the two left tackles, which is going to be the most interesting part of this game. But I think the guys inside, they're going to be holding it down a little bit, very, very well. And you see, I mean, they just they work together in unison. They 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 don't really don't make mistakes. They don't make mental errors on stunts. I mean, you have to have some really really talented pass rushers. And you know, I mean, you got some some rookies out there or, or younger players or you know Rashad Gary, like in you know Preston Smith. He doesn't get pressure as much as you know as 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 much as the Packers want him to. You know, you're not going to get anywhere. But when you're the Titans, or you know. You just got Bud Dupree over here. He's just, you know, he, he, <laughs> you guys are getting some pressure. So we got Max Crosby, you know, Yannick Ngagwe. I think they're going to still be able to get some pressure on these guys, especially with these left tackles out, right? Especially the stunts. You see Danico Autry get in here. I mean, if you have the talent at the defensive line, 
you can be able to get some pressure because the Eagles were able to get some pressure too with Josh Sweat and Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. So if you have the talent, you can get pressure on these guys because they're young. But it, it's a solid offensive line. It, it, I, I, won't, I wouldn't sleep on them. It wouldn't be a surprise if they held it down against the Raiders. So Kelsey slowing down. Now, this is going to be uh, a little eye-opening for, for some of us because, you know, Travis Kelsey's elite, and you kind of see it right there with that route running that he showed right there, the yak ability. That's some vintage Travis Kelsey, which is kind of weird for me to say, but it's kind of true at this point after watching <laughs> some of this. But you, you see right there, he's the underneath guy for this offense, right? So he's the main guy that gets open for Patrick Mahomes the past two years when they face these same two high defenses. The team's been playing this for years against them, but you had to, you had to guard Travis Kelsey too, and he was able to get open consistently and you see here on the choice route too he's really good in the choice routes he reads that super quick it doesn't even have to make a move he's just straight up out route based on the leverage but it gets a little different right against man-to-man -man press coverage he's getting locked up pretty much all the time against man-to-man -man press coverage you see just not a lot of separation there and this is an ugly ball from Patrick Mahomes and it is pretty consistent on tape him getting locked up underneath and you know when they got these two high coverages and these different looks they're facing they need him to get open you see james bradbury locking him up right and he's not able to get open against bradbury patrick mahomes has to eat it and usually he doesn't get locked up like this i mean this is not something that you usually see from travis kelsey him struggling against press coverage like here james bradbury just abuses him off the line pretty <laughs> just controls him you can't get anywhere on the fade route Right. It would have been a perfect, perfect throw for Patrick Mahomes for him to get that in there. And then and then he's having some really serious drop issues as well. As you see right here, this is just an ugly drop. Perfect throw. Ugly, ugly drop. This third down. Right. Here's another third down, too. There, you know, Patrick Mahomes anticipates it. Drop. Right. So, I mean, Kelsey's just not the same guy right now, which is interesting, which is kind of the main reason this offense is struggling because you can't beat these two high defenses if you don't have anybody that can get open underneath. And I'm about to show you guys, there's nobody open for these guys. So we got uh, right here, we got some cover five, right? Cover of co cover five, cover two man, whatever you want to call it. And we got a little bit of shifting here. So we got, we're going to have Bayard. He's going to go back up to two man, even though he's showing that he's playing, you know, man to man, or he, maybe he's great. Is he guarding Travis Kelsey? I don't know. Right. But you get here. I mean, there's nobody open, and then maybe he could throw that seam, but that dude's what, what maybe five nine. So I don't know which kind of you're gonna throw a seam ball to five nine guy. <laughs> Not gonna work, right? So nobody's open there, right? And then you get a sack fumble, right? Here we go, cover three match. Okay, so I mean, teams are just gotta shift it, and this is stuff the Raiders gonna have to do. I mean, the Raiders gonna have to try to confuse Patrick Mahomes, right? The buyer comes down, he's he got the crosser, and you see nobody's open. And it's so open. And then Patrick Mahomes, he has to run, right? He tries to, you know, run and get out of the pocket, fumble, right? And to be honest, guys, the more your quarterback has to run, the more your quarterback is running around, the more mistakes happen, right? So we got simple cover three here. This is, you know, something Raiders run. We see the linebacker, he he, he matches the crosser, which, which is what the Chiefs do all the time. They want to hit these crossers. Patrick Mahomes has to hold it. He gets out of the pocket, force it, tip ball, interception, turnover. Right. So teams are just forcing they're stopping all these crossers and they're ready for everything that the Chiefs usually do. So you see the Packers are in cover four. You got Savage. He's playing uh, the safety up in uh, in quarters. He drives on Josh Gordon right there. Knocks the ball down. Right. See the same thing here. This is Gus Bradley, 2019. 
little cover four poach right there. Interception. There's a flag on that, but I mean, that's what's happening. But another thing that's happening too here is that Patrick Mahomes is just getting a little gun shy. This is like something you don't really see from him. He usually rips that ball in there. Yeah. Right. And he's getting a little gun shy because of the turnovers, right? He just he threw this, he threw his 10th interception before that pass, right? So he's you kind of see him kind of thinking about turnovers. And the deep ball is just like off. He was one for six against the Packers. His three-point shot is off, and which is his which is his game. I mean, he's yeah. one of the best deep deep passers that we've ever seen in the NFL. And it's just not there for him right now. He's missing things that he would hit like two years ago. He hits that that's a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's a big play. Tyreek Hill makes that play, but he's still there. All right, guys. He's still there. Like this pocket movement right here, buying time, hitting the crosser, being tough in the pocket. Perfect throw right there. Right over the, right over the linebackers to hit Travis Kelsey. And of course, I mean, he's still a playmaker as well. He's still clutch. Too. Like, I mean, this game is close in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to doubt Patrick Mahomes because this is 13 to seven. They got to close the game. He makes a play, right? Game over, locked up, five and four. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make that play for them. And, you know, he's, he's still the same unorthodox guy, right? Nothing's there. Watch this. This is this crazy to me. It's just, it's just, man, this is nuts, right? So, He's still Patrick Mahomes, guys. Okay, so he's I'm still, not. He's still there, bro. He had that vintage look back to like check the for for a rush or two. I noticed that on the last one. Yep, and then that the, just the baseball shortstop throw, nuts. So, I mean, this game's so tough for me because, like, you see how this how potentially how good this offense still could be. And it just, just just takes one game for them to get going. Like like that last pass that Patrick Mahomes just hit, is that going to be like a confidence booster for him? That, you know, he hit against the Packers when he rolls out and he kind of throws it and he makes the play. Is that going to be something that he's going to feel? And like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling it again. Because I think he played better than his numbers looked against the Packers. He had a lot of drops. So, you know, it's tough for me. I mean, the Titans game is when they got released. They got shut down. I mean, Titans, they – Oh my God. I mean, Titans defense is, is legit, bro. That is that's a serious defense. They got pass rush and they got good coverages. Um, I mean, they're they're really confusing. So uh, I think the Raiders have to kind of duplicate what the Titans do. I think the they can run some of those cover two man coverages, which is, you know, Patrick Mahomes has faced that the most in the NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. The cover two, the cover two man, uh, you know, uh, sports info solutions called, you know, cover two man. It could be match quarters, it could be you know, anything, but I mean, those are technically, technically kind of cover two man, if you want to call it that, you know, so um, they got to run some of those coverages. I believe they got to try to switch it up. They can't just play cover three this week. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. That's right. I mean, they're going to have to, you know, show too high and maybe switch to cover three. They're going to have to, you know, to take away a crosser, um, you know, they're going to have to, it's going to have to, as I'm saying, Gus Bradley's going to have to get into his bag of defense. It's not going to be just a, let's just sit back and play cover three and see what happens to cover three, cover three sky or whatever. So. So if I'm understanding you correctly, it's like when we talk about like defending Patrick Mahomes, like playing those, that deep zone is it still can't be the same look every time, right? He'll still eventually be able to pick it apart. It's just got to be 
that philosophy of dropping back in coverage, rushing four, and then mixing up the look still. It's not like you can still just run the same defense against them over and over. No, you can't. I mean, you have to, you have to, uh, the main thing you want to do against the Chiefs is take away the crossers. Cause I mean, their, their whole offense is built on crossers yeah. and any reason I'm adjusting. I mean, teams are, that's basically what's happening and why they can't do anything. Cause you know, they do so many crossers with Tyree Kale and Travis Kelsey and like basically everybody and teams are just kind of just jumping them. Right. Cause they, they gotcha. know the crosses are coming with the concepts that they run. So they're, and you know, Gus Bradley, when he played against the, uh, the chiefs, he, he did a lot of that he, he uh, sorry, he did a lot of that take uh, stopping the crossers and, and uh, different items like that. So I, I kind of see them switching gotcha. it up like that and, and not just being cover three and kind of just sitting there. I expect, I, I expect some, some good designs, some good schematic schemes for sure. Gotcha. I also want to ask you, it looks like in the clips you're talking about, especially with the pass bar ones, they were doing a lot of slide pro slide pro left, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is to kind of like mitigate um, Orlando Brown's like lack of speed, right? Yeah, Which is especially yeah. going to be huge against a guy like uh, Yannick Ngakwe. But I almost wonder if that them having to play with a third string right tackle is going to force them to get out of that because that means you're going to leave, you know, the right tackle on the one on one with Max Crosby and the the guy they're playing is Andrew Wiley, who is a a, a natural guard and uh, actually Max Crosby's teammate. They didn't found that out yesterday, so yeah, um, back in college. So I'm just curious if you think they'll get out of that or is that something that you saw a lot with them, like? Is that going to be a tab to be a tendency breaker for them on Sunday? Uh, oh, for sure, man. They're, they're going to have to be doing some chip blocks on Sunday. I think they're going to be chipping with like Travis yeah. Kelsey to try to help with Max Crosby. So they're, they're not going to be able to to get into that that usual um, the usual stuff the old offensive line likes to do. So it's going to be totally different. I mean, I mean, because the way that they're playing offensive line, I mean, it's really really solid, and I was kind of surprised by it a little bit. Um, yeah, because just, you know, what's going on with Patrick Mahomes and, and those type of things him being under pressure all the time. But a lot of it's just him. I mean, he's causing the pressure for most of it because I think the yeah. offensive line is actually really legit. But, I mean, they're missing both their tackles. So, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, I don't think they're really legit anymore. But I think inside, um, the Raiders are, are, are not – it's not going to be an easy day for them inside. For sure. And yeah. they have to make sure the Chiefs aren't going to just decide this week because they don't like the Raiders that they're going to run the football. Because if the Chiefs decide they're going to run the football, it might be a long day for the Raiders. Because I think yeah. their run game, which I really think is the best part of the offense right now. Um, yeah. I mean, they, have, they don't have the running backs to really make it happen. And I don't think this is uh, – He's out. He's out, he's right? Hilaire is out, yeah. right? So, yeah. since he's out, I, I think that it's – their running backs aren't that special. So that's why they kind of get out of it because every once gotcha. in a while they're going to miss something and they're going to get like one or two yards. Right. So but it, it is a good thing that CH isn't there. Cause I think that he'd be able to really have a good season, especially yeah. with like Trey Smith. He's having an awesome year. I think he's a super legit guard and just a steal. So he got to the, he was like six. Is he six round? Yeah. He was a six round. Cause he, he slid cause he has a, like blood clotting issues. Oh yeah. And like, so at Tennessee, like he could only practice like one day a week. And so like teams were like, and that was going to be the case in the NFL. So teams were like, no, we're not dealing with, (laughs) you're not, we're not going to spend a high pick on you if you can only practice one day a week. And then I guess like he like, I don't know if it was like the cheese doctors or something like that, but they basically like found a way where he can now like, yeah, I don't know if he takes like a different medicine or something like that, where he can practice every day a week. And I mean, now it's just, like you said, probably the biggest steal of the draft right now. Right? I mean, he's playing like an elite guard. But I actually have a funny story about Trey yeah. Smith. So in college, 
my one of my teammates one of my buddies i think it was our senior year he was like oh yeah my cousin's like a legit offensive lineman like he's like get, getting d1 looks like one of the best offensive linemen in the country like um going and he's gonna go to tennessee and he's like he's probably gonna get drafted in the nfl and we we're all the time we're like the whole time we're like okay yeah whatever dude like yeah we all have we all have that cousin right yeah turns out it was trey smith <laughs> So I'm like, all right, okay, maybe you were right. Maybe yeah. you should have paid a little bit more attention there. Yeah, man, dog, that was some uh, some damn good guard tape. <laughs> like some of the best guard tape I've seen, especially just the the system that they're running is perfect. I mean, all those power getting him on the move and, and pulling, yeah, it's going to be tough inside if they even just stuck with running the football. Right. But yeah. they don't want to do that. And I don't think they have the running backs to do it right now. And I, I don't feel like anybody, everybody says you could just throw running backs in there. I don't know how much, how true that really is. Um, I think the NFL misses on running backs. Like, uh, yeah, we, they missed on James Robinson, but not every undrafted guy is James Robinson. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel about it. Um, yeah. I mean, go ahead. I was just say, just getting on a tangent about side tangent about running backs. I think where people like misconstrue that is like, it's like paying running backs usually the interest. Like they make a difference, but it's when you have a salary cap type of league, like, and there are other positions that you just need to spend on. That's where the, the biggest difference is. But when you have a guy like CAH, CEH, yeah. who's on a rookie contract and really good, that's an added boost that you don't have when you don't have him in the game. Yeah. Uh, one interesting tidbit before we uh, get to the defense. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he's faced the most coverages against cover two man, cover four, cover six. But the number two guy is Derek Carr, which I think is very, very interesting. But I would look very up. interesting. Uh, awesome. So, I mean, that's probably why the Raiders can run the ball so well right now. <laughs> awesome. Should we move on to defense? Yeah. All right. So with defense, we're talking about it before, but uh, kind of wanted to focus on two different things just because obviously like a lot of the uh, – the talk right now with the Chiefs defense is um, that they're they're trash, they suck, and all this stuff. You know, throw at Daniel Sorensen, and I think that stuff's definitely got some weight to it. Definitely true, but I kind of wanted to bring something that's a little bit different, and not just rehash what everyone else has been saying, what everyone else probably knows. So I wanted to focus on two things. Uh, one of them is going to be newer, like Marcus alluded to. Chiefs recently traded for for Melvin Ingram, um, and I wanted to see how like and. Last Sunday was uh, the first time Melvin Ingram and Chris Jones played together. So I wanted to see how the Chiefs kind of combined those two guys and what they did in the pass rush. Plus, they're getting Frank Clark back. That's healthy. Um, he was banged up to start the season, missed a few games to start the season, wasn't quite himself. Uh, it started to turn it on late. So the Chiefs pass rush has kind of gone from, a, gone from a weakness like it was in the beginning of the season where Chris Jones was actually playing on the edge um, at like 290 pounds or whatever he is uh, to now actually probably a strength of their defense. And I do think they've been playing better as of late, granted. I mean, that was against Jordan Love and, and uh, Daniel Jones, who we know aren't the greatest quarterbacks. So we'll see how it goes on Sunday. Sunday will be the big test. And the other guy I wanted to highlight that I don't think he's getting a whole lot of love in the media right now is Willie Gay. He's been a pretty good coverage linebacker for him this year. So I want to show a few different clips of, of what he can do in coverage, where he can be dangerous. Okay. And then also how the Raiders can attack him, both uh, both especially as a run defender and then um, in coverage a little bit too, because he does have some shaky instincts. But First things first, we'll go with the pass rush. All right, this is actually one of their first reps together here. We got Melvin Ingram over here at the left outside linebacker, Chris Jones at that lefty tackle spot. And this first clip is kind of going to show what I'm worried about because we'll see both these guys win on the win or beat their respective blockers. And if you look at that at back at this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, Chris Jones clears that offensive guard. The only thing that really stops him is Melvin Ingram going inside and him running into Melvin Ingram. Obviously, that forces Jordan Love to get the ball out. Obviously, that's going to be a problem. Billy Turner, probably one of the worst tackles in the NFL. Then again, Brandon Parker's motor or uh, anchor, I should say, not a whole lot better. So that's one thing that's going to worry me, worry me on that end. Obviously, both those guys winning. But here's where it becomes a real problem, and I'll show both ends of this. We got Chris Jones again, and uh, Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram again out here on the, the offense's right. And the, 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 excuse me, the Packers are actually going to do a pretty good job of picking up Chris Jones here. We're going to see Royce Newman, that right guard, rookie right guard at Ole Miss, I believe. Uh, he's going to do a pretty good job of getting his hand right to Chris Jones' chest right there. And I mean, he's got that cleaned up. That's pretty much as, about as good as you can get against Chris Jones. Yeah. Now let's back this up a little bit. And let's have some fun watching Billy Turner try and anchor against Melvin Ingram. Ball's out right there um, a little bit before Melvin Ingram can really get a pressure. But there's the other effect of it, too. You look at the center, he sees uh, Chris Jones coming inside. Linebacker comes free and forces yeah. that ball out, sack and whatnot. So that's one end of it where, okay, Chris Jones, you take care of him. Normally before, that's all you had to do. Like I said, at the beginning of the season against the Chiefs, that's all you had to do with their pass rush, just stop Chris Jones. Now you got to worry about Frank, or excuse me, uh, Melvin Ingram on the other side. Here's the other end of it. Packers do a pretty good job chipping uh, Melvin Ingram. He doesn't see it, so he ends up on the ground. And then Chris Jones just beat the center, probably got held a little bit here at the end. So, again, not exactly what you're hoping for to have to, to, to stop two guys on the uh, same side of the line. So what do the Packers have to do? I miss this a little bit. Bad editing job on me. I'll fire my video editing guy uh, after this. But if you notice, they're going to bring Alan Lazard, bring him down here, lined up. And I believe they had one tight end on the other side of the field or right here in the slot. So they ran 11 personnel uh, to get the Chiefs out of their, their base look and get them in uh, the nickel and then just motion Lazard down. And what that's going to do, it's actually going to do a pretty good job because they're going to get two double teams, right? we got a double team here on Melvin Ingram, double team here on Chris Jones. Can't forget about Frank Clark over here on the outside, chip on him and then give Billy Turner the worst right tackle in the NFL uh, NFL some help. And, I mean, there there, there you go. You get uh, – not Daniel Jones, Jordan Love with some time in the pocket to be able to throw it. But, obviously, not the most ideal because you're taking two guys out of a route, basically, the tight end to chip and then Alan Lazard, who was the Packers' number two receiver. He's playing tight end because they can't, can't pass block anybody up front. All right. And then this next one, here's the, the other ancillary uh, – issue that they have here we got three on this side with the linebacker ben neiman he's the guy who's the he's the guy we don't care about right we, we're gonna we're gonna focus on chris jones we're gonna focus on melvin ingram right here and i want you to look at the left tackle look at the bind that he kind of gets put in because of this he's kind of sitting there it's like i know technically in this protection scheme number 56 this linebacker is my guy because he's the inside guy close to jordan love but this guy right over here He's got a few Pro Bowls to his name. And he's a pretty good pass rusher. If there's someone I'm going to block, I'm not going to block. I'm going to block uh, this guy that's got all Pro or Pro Bowls to his name, and this guy can just go screw off and do whatever. But at least the pressure on Jordan Love can't finish the throw. Obviously, that's an issue. And 
The good news is, I actually think the Raiders, this is going to be pretty easy to stop if they do get this look. Obviously, empty protection always presents um, presents some challenges, but I think part of the problem is the Packers kind of just screw this up. They run a straight man protection across the board, which is like what I was saying, where you know, puts them in a little bit of a bind because they have so these three guys so far wide. So this, this tackle has to get this uh, linebacker that's basically playing head up on him instead of having to be able to slide out and go get this, uh, go get Melvin Ingram. But the solution is you can kind of just split this protection in half and then run man on side here, run a combo protection man here. So Billy Turner's on Frank Clark, uh, 70 Royce Newman's on the steep tackle. I think he's number 90 and then just slide it to the left here. And that way this tackles out on the outward plane, everyone and the same with this guard and the same with this, um, this center. That way you can kind of just easily pick that up. So that is kind of a solution that the Raiders could do, but obviously they got to be able to pick that up and uh, pre-snap. And then one more time, just because I want to watch it, give Daniel Sorensen a little shout out here, just because <laughs> it's fun. Get broken on the route, then miss the tackle. Excuse me, I'm going to go score a touchdown here. Just wanted to show that one, just so you guys, just for the little table, the, the little flavor right there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, moving on, Willie Gay. We're going to watch some Willie Gay tape right here. Uh, he's going to be this linebacker. And like I said, one of the things that I've been really impressed with him is his ability and coverage um, against non-play action because he does show some smarts, but he will have some uh, – just show some smarts pre-snap, I should say. Post-snap, he can get a little bit shaky, but yeah. he's a guy at the combine that really – that kind of made his name at the combine because he tested off the charts, went to Mississippi State, had some character issues, didn't get drafted, but – First thing about this play, a lot of people might recognize it from uh, Monday Night Football a few weeks back. I think it was like the second play of the game for the Chiefs defense. But the first thing I love is he gets the motion from Evan Ingram here. He's actually telling Tyron Matthew, he's like, hey, something's coming right here. Watch out for the slant. Watch for it right here. You can see he's he's pointing that pre-snap. And then I love this play because watch his head the entire time. He doesn't even take his eyes off Daniel Jones and just reads him. Like, that's just impressive right there from a second-year player who – he doesn't need to look at this receiver. He knows where that wideout's going to be. He knows he's going to be sitting there right in that little, little slant hitch route and just goes there, reads it, makes the pick, gets a few yards after the catch. Can't get tackled by a running back, but that's all right. Good old sticks from Jason Garrett. He loves some sticks, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, guy obviously is in the film room, knows what's coming, and he's uh, matching with his athleticism, which can be dangerous for years to come. Yeah, that's funny. Next play is actually going to be a play action. And you see he's going to kind of suck up on the run, make sure he fills his run responsibilities. And this is where you can really start to see his athleticism. He's going to turn and run, not necessarily in phase here, but he does a good enough job to at least sink. Oops, went back a little bit too far. To at least sink and discourage Daniel Jones from throwing this out right here, right? He's right in the window. Again, not the greatest coverage in the world, not the tightest coverage, but then again, that's not his man. And is at least doing good enough job to be there and he has the ball skills like we saw in the last play where you don't necessarily want to test him on there. And then here's where it comes really fun. Daniel Jones is going to pull it down. He just puts his foot in the ground, changes it, and he's able to keep that to a two-yard gain. So, one, he's covering the, the deep out right there, taking that away from him, and then he's able to come up and start to make some plays uh, on the quarterback to kind of limit that gain. Pretty damn impressive, again, for a second-year player. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And then here's where I wanted to show, start to show where I think the Raiders can get at him. Cause he's, he's pretty rough against, at, at, uh, against the run. And he's uh, part of it is he likes to take on blocks with his shoulder, which we're going to see right here. Here's going to take on this double team from Mercedes Lewis, actually pretty good uh, blocking tight end and this uh, left tackle here. But if we back this up, there was a good freeze frame right about 
here. Like, if you look, he's just now getting his hands involved. At that point, I mean, both these dudes' helmets are already on him. They already got a hat on a hat. I mean, he started at the line of scrimmage, finished about six yards past it. So, again, I think the Raiders, if they can get uh, get a hat on a hat with them, they can be able to run the ball. Here we're going to see another example. He's going to try and take on a pulling 300-pound offensive lineman with his shoulder as the, uh, as the fourth player against this run and ends up just getting widened out. The only thing that really saves this play is number 81, this tight end here. I don't know what he's doing. He's eyeing up Willie Gay as well and not realizing that the pulling guard had to sim. And then Anthony Hitches is able to make the play. But we back this up a little bit. I mean, if they seal that block, it's one-on-one -on -one Aaron Jones with this safety right here. And, I mean, that can be an explosive play. And what really could have been easily, you know, Anthony Hitchens coming over the top to make a tackle for a no gain ends up being a gain of five because uh, um, Willie Gay can't hold his block. This one, I think, believe this one, we're going to see him some shaky instincts. Yep. Uh, let's see. He's going to call out the split zone. Or no, this one actually I liked was the one I liked his instincts on. So if you see, he's going to get the motion right here, call out the split zone, knows it's coming. He does a great job of everything right here, except when he comes to take on the block. Scraped over the top, got right to the spot. You saw that athleticism get there quickly. But again, takes on the block with his shoulder. A.J. Dillon runs right through his gap. Sorry, Willie Gay, you're a strong dude, but you ain't bringing down 250-pound A.J. Dillon with one arm while, yeah. while an offensive lineman's hanging on you. So again, sure. all right, here's where we're going to start to see some shaky instincts. I'm not 100% sure why the... The Chiefs are slant are changing with this motion motion. Again, the strength is still strong, strong right for the defense. But if you notice, he's kind of screwed himself a little bit pre-snap because he should be in this strong uh D gap right here. We got a corner to take care of the outside. 97 here is taking care of strong C, strong B, strong A, weak B, weak or weak A, weak B, weak C. But if you notice, he kind of just hangs in, hangs in, doesn't really do anything, ends up getting caught off the wash. Luckily, the corner is there to kind of save this play, but they're able to run this off the left end because no one's there. And what could have easily been if he comes up and attacks this tight end, if he comes up and attacks 49 here um, and forces Aaron Jones to go even wider, that's again, could be a tackle for loss, could be a tackle for no gain or one or two yards, but he's not there. They're able to go off the right end and, you know, anything can happen at that point and ends up being a gain of five and a positive play for the Packers. Next play, he's doing a lot of movement pre-snap, Almost, I feel like getting in his own head here, and it's going to end up screwing him on this inside zone because he's going to overplay the inside. Because again, we'll back this up, go over the gaps. We got strong A, strong B, strong C, weak, or excuse me, weak on this side, strong A, strong B. And I think this guy is two gapping here. But the thing with two gapping is the biggest thing is the, the defensive lineman is taught to still honor the inside more than the outside. And if we'll notice pre or post snap, He's got the inside taken care of. Willie Gay needs to be here on the outside, and he could probably even get away with playing a little bit further outside and actually make this TFL and uh, play on the outside of 49 here, but he doesn't. And look at Aaron Jones' eyes. Aaron Jones sees nobody's over there. Aaron Jones sees Willie Gay's play way too much of the front side, bounces it. <laughs> Another eight-yard gain. A little bit different than what we were seeing with those uh, those Chiefs running backs over there and the, the Giants running backs in the past. Yeah, for real. All right. Now in coverage um, – Again, post-snap, he's not that great post-snap. He's not a great thinker. Uh, he's not a great thinker when he's got to think on the fly because right here we're going to get a play action, plays his run, gets held a little bit by this tight end right here, but he recognizes, obviously, he sees this running back going out to the flats, and that's his man. Once he bre breaks away from that block, though, 
he starts working vertically instead of horizontally. Tough play to make, and the Giants end or the Packers, excuse me, end up getting a a big gain out of a checkdown. So another way where you can kind of like get at him thinking post snap. Again, he's going to be right here uh, on this next play. Some people might recognize this again, Monday Night Football uh, a few weeks ago, but he's going to be playing the zone coverage. Doesn't really get much, not physical enough with this wide receiver to kind of reroute and maybe throw off Daniel Jones' timing and, and discourage that throw. Um, and then you, the other problem is, too, he's the curl, the flat defender, meaning he should have or at least be sinking an arm of the curl first. Sees this flat, takes the cheese a little bit. You can see right about there. He gets that oh shit moment, starts to redirect, throw ball goes right by his ear. And again, nice easy pitch and catch for Daniel Jones. So that's where I think you can get at Willie Gay. Again, you know, he is it is it is kind of a fine line because he will make those plays like that we saw before, where he just kind of reads the quarterback's eyes and is able to pick it. So that's gonna be big for Derek Carr, making sure he's looking off, making sure he's not staring down his targets, especially when throwing underneath to his side. Yeah. And then basically just put that guy in a bind, make him think quickly, make him think quickly. Cause I think his instincts aren't there, but just quite post-snap. Pre-snap, they're really good. Pre-snap, yeah. like we saw, he's pointing things out. He's uh, you know, talking to a guy like Tyron Matthew, who's the leader of that defense, yeah. and uh telling him, telling him what's coming. That's that was pretty impressive to me. I did not expect to see that from Willie Gay. So yeah, well, because Matt, uh, I, I got to ask you on that interception. Was that the first pass of the game? I think so. Yeah. Oh my god! Was this, it? So, so I always tell this because I said this last week when we were doing the Giants that um, when I studied Daniel Jones this summer, I did it like every quarterback. I watched five games mm-hmm. on every quarterback this summer. Every time the first play of the game that they threw a pass was sticks, and that's what I was like. <laughs> And that's why I was laughing at that because, like, no, yeah, I'm like, yeah, of course he's, he's like, he's like, they're doing it. He's like, Willie Gay's like, they're, they're doing sticks, right? Yeah, easy. You're Jason Garrett. It's, so, it, it, it's so funny because my wife is a Cowboys fan, and she hates Jason Garrett for stuff like that. Like, she's like, like even like she's like sitting there, she's like, this offense is so predictable. Like, it's the same thing every week. And I'm like, just to hear you say that, it's like, literally, he has a he has a first play call and. Some dude who's a second-year linebacker was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what's coming right now. That is hilarious. That is great. That is great. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that's what happened. Like, it's, it's uh, like week four, it worked, right? And then, like, uh, week eight, it worked. And then week 12, it didn't. And then week 15, it didn't. <laughs> it was like, wow. I wonder why. I just don't understand. Like, it's like you'd think, like, maybe in, like, week 11, like, you run a sluggo off of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you could probably hit that for a big play in the, on the first play of the game. Just, oh, oh, oh man, that, 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 was, that was funny. That's what I, I was like. Oh my god, he really did that. All right, but yeah, that was that was a uh, uh, really gay man. I, I was, you know, pretty. I, people have talked about like the linebackers on the, the Chiefs, especially early in the season, how bad they're playing. So yeah. really gay. It looks like he's well, doing a lot better. So. So it's interesting. So they've been like Willie Gay missed the beginning of the season. I think he was injured. Okay. And then uh, they've been playing Nick Bolton a lot more, who's their oh. rookie out uh, of Missouri. So they've got two pretty good young linebackers. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they keep trying to play Ben Neiman and the other guy that's out there. I forget his name. Oh, uh, yeah, Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens. Yeah, Anthony Hitchens. Like those guys to me. Didn't they give us funny? Was, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. My, I was my, my say, uh, those guys to me are kind of like the older kind of like dinosaurs that just don't quite have it anymore. Like I know they've been good in the past, but it's funny when I was talking with uh, on the, my behind enemy lines podcast and talking with the, the chiefs guy over there at SB nation. Um, he was just basically saying like, it kind of seems like Spags is just real loyal to his, his guys, even though he's only been there for a couple of years, like 
he just kind of like keeps playing, putting guys out there like Daniel Sorensen that have played well for him in the past and just almost too loyal to a fault was kind of the sense I was getting. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Chiefs defense, it is getting better. Like I said, like they've got some new, new blood in there. They were banged up at the beginning of the year. Even Tyra Matthew, I think, missed the first game of the season. So um, they're getting better. But yeah, like you said, it's we'll see how it is on Sunday. Sunday will be the test. Yeah. 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 Sunday will be the real test um, because I mean, even against the Giants, the Raiders, the Raiders moved the ball. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, since since Greg Olson's you know, been here, I mean, they pretty much moved the ball like how they really wanted to move the ball. I mean, the red yeah. zone last week was the problem. I think they just, I think they just got to run the ball down there. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs um, last year, he had, he was 17 percent touchdown percentage with his like his red zone carries to his touchdowns. And this year he's like 33. Right. And then inside the five last year, he was uh, five for 18. He's three or four this year, which I mean, they only have four carries inside the five, too. So that's something that's yeah. interesting, but um, they need to get to him the ball more in the red zone. And I think that will help them stick into the yeah. run game. And especially with these teams, because the chiefs are playing more cover too. I keep seeing that online and, you know, Matt Bowen talked yeah. about that on NFL matchup. And so yeah. uh, since they're playing more cover too, I expect the Raiders to, you know, they, they, they got to get back to the run game a little bit. They got to do one game where, I feel like they got to get teams out of too high because I don't think they're really doing that yet. And, you know, and Derek Carr is not playing well against too high. I mean, I was looking at those stats, but they're not good. It's like passer rating is like, I think it was low. It was actually like 76.9 is passer rating, which is actually 16th in the NFL, which is interesting to me, which means the NFL. Against too high or just in general? uh, Against too high. Like, no, well, there's there's no, uh, I didn't have like pure cover two in there, but I had uh, six too high. Yeah, six four and um, cover two man. Oh, okay, so gotcha. Against that, um, his he has a seventy six rating. He's throwing four interceptions. So um, they they got to get teams out too high, in my opinion. They, they have to make well, teams here. Th- uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I will say to your point that hopefully should you know can, uh, speaks to running the ball a little bit more. As I was not as impressed with Chris Jones' run defense as I was uh, as I thought I was going to be. Uh, yeah. Like especially in the beginning of the games, it kind of seems like he kind of he turns it on in the fourth quarter. In the second half, he was a better run defender, getting off blocks a little bit more. Yeah, but he was much more finesse than I thought he would be uh, mm-hmm. when I was when I was really diving into this film. So I think like in the beginning of the games, like if you can run like some duo runs, get him on some double teams, like you can push him around, you can get him. Um, off the line of scrimmage and then hopefully you know maybe that that helps in the in the passing game too you know wear him down a little bit and then run some play action off of it too to kind of slow those rushers down but yeah i mean i definitely think they can run the ball especially early on and i almost i'd almost be curious if they're gonna kind of reverse the script this week a little bit start starting the first half running the ball and then come out uh maybe in the second half and start throwing it a little bit more yeah yeah i think they can do yeah, I think so too. I think they got to get the play action game going a little bit more this week. Um, I mean, the previous two weeks they're over thirty percent, and this week, I mean, twenty five is better than the ten they used to do. But I think they kind of got away from it a little bit, and you know, they got a little bit too shotgunny, pass happy against a team that stops the pass. So I thought that's just strategy was just interesting how they got into it because the game was never like out of it for them to not stick with the run and kind of stick with that type of game plan. So I think yeah. they got to get teams out too high, man. I mean, the teams are playing them like the chiefs. <laughs> it's like, they got to get those teams out of it. They got two good running backs. They don't have Derek Gore and Damian Williams. They got yeah. Kenyon Drake. They got Josh Jacobs. So when they're playing a team like this and they're going to play too high, they got to make them pay. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of my opinion at this point. Cause 
if Carr is struggling with two, against too high, then you got to get that's frustrating for so, Go ahead. I think that's frustrating for me about that too, is like, I think about the way their offense is constructed and I'm like, I see no reason why they can't run a shit ton of 22 personnel because you have a guy like Darren Waller, that's basically a wide receiver mm-hmm. and Kenyon Drake who can play wide receiver as well. He can play in the slot a little bit. Yeah. So you can use that 22 personnel. You can line up in two backs too tight. You can line up and you can line up in five wide if you want to really, yeah. or, four, or, or a twin. So it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. It's like, you guys can do so much with your personnel groupings, but they haven't been in the recent weeks. So maybe yeah, yeah. that's something we see. Yeah, the recent the recent weeks. I mean, they're, they're eleven personnel. They're like they're like the Rams. I mean, they're basically yeah. the Rams at, at this point. I mean, Greg Olson, he came from Sean McVay. They're the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> they run the ball at eleven personnel, like primarily. I mean, they do it really well at eleven. Though they run really well at eleven. Gotcha. And they kind of run right. worse when they're in like heavy personnel, which is I don't know what that's about. It's interesting. I, I think teams kind of know when the Raiders are in heavy personnel, they're running the football, so they like crash maybe. And Maybe teams are hand too much. Yeah. And, te- and teams aren't used to them running an 11 because they're, um, I'm going to pull up the numbers real quick, but I mean, they're, they're a success rate running 11 personnel is really, really high. And, gotcha. and they basically have been eating every week in 11. So like last week they ran um, 11. Uh, so they had 20 runs, 11 of them were uh, in 11 personnel. And I mean, I think they had a 91% success rate, bro. So like, it is, it's working. So, yeah. you know, cause I think teams aren't used to it from the Raiders. Gotcha. They're not gotcha. used to the, the, that, that, uh, that 11 personnel, but somebody's going to adjust, you know, but team, they just got, get, they can't do, you know, and I talked about this uh, earlier in the season, how I wanted the team to become pass happy, but I still think that they could, they need to be balanced. Like the yeah. Cowboys are where, if you're going to play too high, we're going to run the football all game. We're not even going to pass, you know? Yeah. And if, and if you come play single, then we're going to pass all game. <laughs> you know, that, that's what I kind of think they have to, they have, they have that balance. So, you know, that's why the Cowboys are so deadly because if you can, if you decide you want to stop Dak Prescott and them, then, you know, like the Chargers did, I think week two or something like that, they just hand the ball off to Zeke and they hand the ball off to Tony Pollard and they just run everywhere. And then yeah. uh, stop the run like the, you know, the Bucks, and they just throw all over you. So I think the Raiders have to take that approach. If these teams want to come and they want to play too high, then we're going to run the ball three times. I mean, well, you bring up the Cowboys, but I think I'm just curious for your, your thoughts. Do yeah, you no, think no. Uh, part of it more has to do with like the offensive line? Like, cause I think of the Cowboys and the Cowboys obviously have had, you yeah. know, pretty good <laughs> offensive line the last few years. Granted they've been banged up the last two years, really three years, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I mean, they still do have, a guy like Zach Martin, who's just a, a bully. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I wonder if that plays part of it too, of like what we talked about before, the lack of lack of success, being able to run block um, in the beginning of the season. What, But like we talked about too, that's gotten better too. So Yeah, I, I feel like the run game is extremely better. Like it's not even like a – I mean, whatever happened at yeah. the beginning of the year, the first five games is like totally gone at this point, in my opinion. They're not confused okay. anymore. They're, they're, they're making – nobody's missing blocks – as much as as much blown blocks. I mean, I think Colt Miller had a bad game, but I, I feel like Lerner Williams is kind of just tossing him. So I'm marking it as a blown block, even though he really had nothing to do with the play because he's getting tossed, you know? Um, yeah. So, so but it, it had really not, nothing to do with the play at that time. But I still think that the running game has changed because I think they're, they're running to what their strengths are, which is them moving laterally with a split zone, mid zone, outside zone. And those are like the heavy front, the, the heaviest runs that they're doing. I mean, I guess the Eagles, they ran inside zone 12 times, but the run game is just completely 
Like it's extremely better. It's just a completely different look. It's crazy to me. So it's, it's actually crazy to watch because even watching Kenyon Drake, he's he's running the ball really well. He was terrible at the beginning of the year. Like he had bad vision and everything, and now his vision's back. I don't, I don't you know. So yeah, it's weird. Remember when? Remember, uh, feels a long time ago. Remember when Pey- Peyton Barber was going to be their RB two for the rest of the season? That was like that was three. That was three controversies ago. <laughs> you know. So I mean. Uh, but as I say, he looks totally different. I mean, Josh Jacobs looks com- completely different since Greg Olson took over too. So I think the run game is something they just got to think just one game, right? You just got to get people, get people to think about it a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah. a strength that teams aren't, don't even really care about. The giants did not care. They were like, run the ball, whatever. We're just going to stop you guys. Gotcha. From having plays. And I think they'd be like, they'd be like, okay, then and just keep running. And that, if that yeah. means, you know, they're running the ball on second down and seven, maybe, you know, yeah. um, and, and you know, you might get mad about it, but it might end up being a 14 yard run too. So yeah. that's kind of look at it. Well, well, I'll tell you what, man, I'm excited for Sunday and nervous at the same time, but uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, this is one of the most games uh, that probably I'm going to be nervous about. Uh, this year, probably this one and the next one, because it's, it's not just because I don't know what the Chiefs are. What Chiefs teams going to show up is the one that yeah. showed up is Titans is the one that showed up, you know, early, early in the year or is the one that showed up the pre- previous two years. We don't know who's going to show up. Yeah. And hopefully the Raiders get the team that played against Titans. And that's kind of all <laughs> I hope about right now. Hopefully for sure. <laughs> hopefully. All right, man. Uh, so go ahead and wrap this up. Hope you guys enjoy this uh, episode. Uh, definitely want to give you guys a lot of good insight to what the Chiefs are doing. So make sure you guys check this out. And like I said, it's your first time here. Make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I know I got one uh, Chief subscriber. I hope you like this episode. Uh, you know, we, we, we've been kind of going at it in the comments for, for a couple of weeks. I hope you like this episode. Uh, have to, hope you like how we represented your team. <laughs> Maybe not. But uh, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe. Um, follow us on Twitter at mholder95 at the mark john nfl and also make sure you go check out manscape.com discount code tdl and uh like i said guys christmas is coming go ahead hook it up and we're out of here guys see you